Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Francis Ball has returned to our broadcast today. Francis, welcome back for another look at the book of Hebrews. Thank you very much. What an exciting book. It surely has been. We're going to see Christ, Francis, today as the great high priest, ministering in two aspects. I think this portion of Scripture may tend to scare some people off because they just don't understand what these types and pictures refer to and how they apply to them. Well, we certainly don't need to be scared off in this aspect, but we surely need to understand the two aspects of Christ as our high priest. The message we are hearing today so clearly defines both of these aspects, the priesthood according to Aaron and the priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek. We will get a full appreciation of what is accomplished by Christ as our high priest. This whole book, in fact, is a book on the priesthood as concerning both of these aspects. The first six chapters cover the work of Christ typified by the priesthood according to Aaron and how that priesthood was accomplished on the cross and on earth. But from chapter 7 on, the priesthood according to the order of Melchizedek is accomplished on the throne and in heaven. The work of foundation was accomplished by Christ in his earthly ministry, and the work of perfection was accomplished by Christ in his heavenly ministry. So these very much apply to us and are very practical for our Christian experience. Generally, Francis says, Christians, we tend to focus on his work as the high priest during his time on the earth, as you have spoken. These messages on Hebrews are really opening up this other aspect of the priesthood quite marvelously. We really need him in both aspects, don't we? We really do. Let's join Witness Lee for our life study today. This message is on the heavenly ministry of the heavenly Christ. Heavenly Christ has a heavenly ministry. And the heavenly ministry is with the heavenly Christ. First of all, we must see the turn of this book. Chapter 7, verse 1. There is a great turn. You must see this. My burden is simply to impress you with this term. I do hope that the Holy Spirit may inscribe this term deep into the Spirit. That you may see here is a term. A term not just doctrinally. 
return of the real experience of Christ. This turn is one from the outer court on earth to the holy of holies in heaven. We all know in the arrangement of the tabernacle, firstly, we have the outer court. Then we have the tabernacle. And the tabernacle itself is divided into two parts. The front part is the holy place. And the back part, or the deeper part, is the holy of holies. Where God's presence is. Three parts. The outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. By reading the types, we can realize the outer court and the holy place. Both are for the holy of holies. Both the outer court and the holy place are for people to get into the holy of holies. I tell you, this book, firstly, presents us the outer court plus the holy place. Then, from chapter 7, verse 1, it turns us to the holy of holies. This turn is from the outer court through the holy place to the holy of holies. This turn is from the altar for sin in the outer court to the propitiation cover for grace. The throne of grace in the holy of holies. Two things here. The altar and the propitiation cover. We all have to realize by reading the Bible today the propitiation cover is just the throne of grace. Where God meets with us and where God speaks to us and where God communes with us. And where we are one with God in His economy. And this is the very spot where God and we, we and God are one. Francis, as we have on a few occasions in Hebrews, we're returning to some of the Old Testament types and pictures that we saw during our life study of Genesis. This matter of the tabernacle was covered at that time. Francis, review this for us today for those who may not have been with us or are not that familiar with this picture and what we are having open to us in the book of Hebrews. Well, this picture of the tabernacle in the Old Testament is really marvelous. It's a little hard to know how to limit ourselves in describing how it applies to us. But one thing I think we really need to see is that in this picture of the tabernacle, you have a pathway. You have uh, outer court. The entrance into the outer court is with the altar, the brazen altar, which 
which really in typology represents the cross of Christ, what he accomplished at the cross. The tabernacle proper has two parts, the holy place and the holiest of holies. The goal in all of these experiences is to get into the holy of holies, to be where God is. If we just spend all our time at the cross, not going on from there in this pathway that the Lord has made for us, we will uh, not have any aim. We'll not have any goal. Uh, it's a wrong understanding to think that you just come to the cross, which is marvelous and which we see very much today in the message. Yet, we have to realize that this is the earthly ministry of Christ and what he accomplished there. But the goal for our experience is to go on through the holy place, to bring us on in to God's very presence, where we'll be at the propitiation cover, and we'll be at the ark of the covenant. Everything that we can enjoy in God's very presence is our goal. It's not that we just get saved and linger at the cross and keep on speaking about the cross and not minimizing its importance, but certainly not remaining just at what Christ accomplished there, because there is a further aspect of his priesthood that we want to get into. This is our goal, this is our aim, and this is the path that we want to follow. I appreciate your word, Francis. We surely do not want to minimize the cross. It's our door, our entrance. But we also don't want to be just stuck at the door. We want to go in and follow the word that you used, the pathway that he has made for us. In this coming section, Witness Lee, in the message that he gave in Hebrews in 1975, actually enumerated some 22 items that Christ has accomplished in his ministry in order to pave the way for us to approach the throne of grace. It's interesting that there are 11 in his earthly ministry and 11 in his heavenly ministry. In the interest of time, we surely cannot cover them all, but here are a few, and they are very encouraging. Here's Witness Lee. Based upon the two aspects of Christ's priesthood, there are two sections of Christ's ministry. The section on earth and the section in heaven. It is very interesting to see when we list all the items of both sections of Christ's ministry. We find out that with every section there are 11 items. Exactly 11 items. 11 items for the section on earth and another 11 items for the section in heaven. The first thing that our Lord did in his priestly ministry was to offer himself to God for our sins. He was the real sin offering. And he was the unique sin offering. From the foundation of the world, for eternity, Christ is the unique sin offering. He offered himself as such an offering to God for our sins. Christ has also on earth consummated, finished, accomplished a new covenant for us 
with his blood. Just keep in mind, after he has made the sin offering, propitiation, purification, sanctification, and perfection for us, he consummated a covenant, a contract for us. And in this covenant, in this contract, all these items, sin offering, propitiation, purification of sins, sanctification, perfection, all these items are written, itemized in this covenant. And this covenant is just the new covenant. The second part of the Holy Bible. This is the covenant consummated by the very Christ who has made sin offering for us, propitiation for us, purification of sins for us, sanctified us, and perfected us. And he put all these items in this new covenant. And he sealed his new covenant with his blood. His blood sealed covenant. In other words, he signed this covenant not with ink, but with blood. With his redeeming blood. He signed this covenant. No one can change it. Hallelujah. Not only so, he went to heaven. He left this covenant to us. This covenant right away became a testament. A will. Now, the last part of the Bible is not only a new covenant to us, but a bequeathed will. He has suffered death for everything. We only care for sin. Don't you realize everything is bothering? Because of the fall of the head, Adam, of the old creation, Everything is not so good to us. But listen to this. Christ suffered death not only for us, for you and me, for the persons, but for everything. He has destroyed the devil of the cross. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest troublemaker. The devil. But Hallelujah. The leader of the troublemakers has been destroyed. No need for him to do this on the cross. He has done this already on the cross. He has released us from the slavery and the fear of death. We don't need to be afraid of any more fear. Death. No, we don't need to fear of death. Because death, the sting of death, has all been abolished. He did this. He did this on the cross before he got on the throne. Satan destroyed, death abolished, and we are released. Lastly, eventually, after he finished everything, he cut away. Now we do have a highway, 
a freeway from here directly to the trunk. I tell you, while Stephen was being stoned to death, in a sense, that was a rather crossway. But to him, that was a highway. That was a highway. He saw Jesus Christ standing at the right hand of God in glory. Francis, we've seen in several of our past programs that the ministry of Christ is in these two aspects. As typified by the Old Testament priest Aaron, there is an earthly ministry, primarily to God, to satisfy his righteousness on our behalf. But then, typified by Melchizedek, there is his heavenly ministry, where he ministers the heavenly or the divine things into us. We like to talk most often about this latter ministry, but we still really need the earthly ministry of Christ as well, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Uh, We should never minimize the earthly ministry of Christ, but we should not limit ourselves to what was accomplished by him on earth in his death and in his resurrection. This is our very foundation, and this we must have. If we don't have the appreciation of what Christ accomplished in his earthly ministry, we have no foundation for what we are to experience in our Christian life. As you mentioned, he accomplished so many things, so many items in his uh, earthly ministry. I believe you mentioned 11. If you listen carefully to that message, I think he picks up all 11 of these items, which we really do appreciate and we must have. These carry us on and give us a solid foundation and a rich enjoyment of all that Christ accomplished when he died on the cross. He took care of sin. It's gone forever. Sin has been finished because of the death of Christ. He purified us. And he accomplished so much, even bringing in a new covenant. Actually, Chris, I think it would take a long time on the radio or in meetings to go through every one of these items of what he accomplished in his earthly ministry. So you're right. We certainly need to continue to emphasize what Christ accomplished in his earthly ministry. Francis, we're going to take a look in this final section a little bit more closely at the other aspect, the heavenly aspect. Here's Witness Lee once again. Well, with the last 11 items, I would not say so much. We will leave these for the coming meetings. But we have to read it. On the one hand, on the section of the earth, he cut the way of the cross. On the passive side, in the section in heaven, he has opened a new way and a living way into the holy of holies. Isn't this wonderful? He has cut the highway and he has opened the new way into the holy of holies. Number two, having purified the heavens and the things in heavens with his blood. We just cannot realize so much. He has also purified the heavens and all the things in the heavens. Number three. There in the heavens, or by ascending to the heavens, he has confirmed the new covenant and found the eternal redemption. 
we will cover all these. Number four. He has obtained a more excellent ministry. My, I cannot tell you how more excellent his ministry is today. But anyhow, his ministry today on the throne is more excellent. More excellent than his ministry on the cross. His ministry on the cross was excellent. But now his ministry on the throne is more or less. Number five. As the shorty, in uh, English, this word means two things. It may mean something as a guarantee for a contract. It may mean the person. This word is the person. Like the bondsman. Amen. The sponsor. So you have to capitalize the word surety. He is the bondsman, the surety, and mediator of the new covenant, enforcing the covenant. Number six, as the executor of the new testament, executing the testament. He is the surety. Mediator of the covenant. But he is the executor of the testament. For the will, there is the need of someone to execute it. And he is the one in his ascension. Seven, as the high priest, he is interceding for us and saving us to the uttermost. What an excellent, more excellent ministry. Number eight, as the heavenly minister, ministering heaven, life, and power into us. The heavenly minister is now, from the heavens, ministering heaven as something into us. Life and power. Number nine, as a sanctifier, he is sanctifying us with his holy nature and life. We have seen this in chapter 2, verse 11. Number 10, as the perfecter of our faith, he is perfecting us in faith for our daily life. He is doing this now. Number 11, as the captain of salvation, he is leading us into glory. All these 11 items are his more excellent ministry today. Francis, these are all wonderful points. Our Christ in the heavens has accomplished so much for us. And as you mentioned before, probably each of these points would warrant an entire message. But at least give us your impressions of this heavenly ministry of Christ. Brother Chris, I don't know what to say in appreciation for the realization that Christ is still ministering to us. You know, there's not much recorded about what God spoke from the cross when Christ died. Of course, Christ said, it is finished, and so on, and those seven words at the cross. But we don't get God speaking until we get into God's presence in the Holy of Holies. 
So I really feel like I began to hear God speaking in His heavenly ministry when I discovered this ministry, which brings us all the way into the Holy of Holies, where we can enjoy the dispensing of the triune God into our being, not weekly, not occasionally, and not even daily, but even moment by moment. We can remain here in God's presence in the Holy of Holies, exercising our regenerated spirit to enjoy His presence, to enjoy all of His accomplishments, to enjoy every item of the new covenant that He enacted, and imparting into us all that Christ has, all that He is, all that He's accomplished, all that He has attained, and bring us into such a oneness with Him that we are fully reconciled to God, but not only so, we're fully enlivened by Him and experience His saving life day by day. I enjoy the dispensing of the triune God in His heavenly ministry by being in the Holy of Holies, which is my spirit, to enjoy such riches as they're dispensed into us by His Word and by our fellowship. Francis, there are many ministries, of course, present on the earth today in Christendom. And uh, as Christians, we do have, I guess, some obligation to try to assess this one or that one. But you said something today that I think is very meaningful. The real ministry today of value is that one in which not just entertains us or educates us, but it has the capacity to usher us to this wonderful Christ that we're seeing in every book of the Bible. That kind of ministry, the one that brings us in to his presence, to his enjoyment, to the experience of all these riches, is really the ministry of the New Testament, isn't it? That's right, and that's the goal of this ministry, is to bring us into God's very presence, where we stay, we remain, and we enjoy all that he's provided for us, all that he's putting into us, and his intercession today is to keep us in that relationship with him, which is an absolute oneness with the triune God. Francis, I appreciate your participation today. Thank you for coming by. Join us again soon. Thank you for listening today. We have more life study from the book of Hebrews coming in the days ahead. Tomorrow we'll be back with another portion recorded of Witness Lee. For Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free 
one triple eight life study. Thanks for listening today.